Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we get into this week's must-have seen TV, I just wanted to give all of y'all a little bit of a heads up that... I will be appearing at FlameCon. This is my radio voice, I guess. I'm going to be at FlameCon, New York City's premier LGBTQ comic convention. I will be there with my own table for the very first time in my life where I will be selling, fingers crossed that nothing horrible goes wrong, uh, Prince of all of my sitcom swimsuit and sitcom superhero illustrations, uh, which you can see right now at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White, etc., etc. But yeah, if you are in New York City on August 19th and 20th, come on out to Brooklyn where you can see me and say hello. I will probably even have some must-have seen TV flyers there uh, to hand out for free to people. Especially if you're a listener of the show. Maybe I'll give you something uh, for free, uh, probably. Just come say hello. (laughs) And with that out of the way, I also want to make sure that you listen to the very end of the episode, as always, for info on what I'm watching on next week's episode. So after you listen to this episode, stay tuned to the very, very end, where you will hear what I'm watching next week. Now, without further ado, let's do this. Toss your hats, it's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century, from I Love Lucy all the way to news radio. I am Brett White, a writer and reporter for Decider.com, and I am also your TV guide. (laughs) This week, I am joined by actress and comedian Bridget Fitzgerald. Hello, Bridget. Hello. Hi, everybody. Also visiting from the left coast. It's true. I live in Los Angeles. Wait, that's the right coast. We're on the left. Wait, no, hold on. Left and right. Sorry. Yes, I was right. Left is west. Left is west. What just happened? I have, if you're like artistic people, have to use their hands to tell right from left, is what I've always been told. But here's the problem is I always used to flip mine over, so then that makes two L's. No, you can't do that. Oh, no. You have to squeeze your hands out. It's like left is, yeah. I can't help it. I'm I'm just dexterous, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming out here and making some time uh, during your busy, busy schedule. Yeah. Uh, here in New York City. 
you're shooting a movie which people can follow on Instagram. It's true. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm here to shoot the film Snatchers, which is a sci-fi comedy. Uh, you can follow on Instagram at Snatchers Film or look for this hashtag Snatchers Film. It's a fun Instagram. It's true. It's, I always like watching like horror-y things because you get to see like puppets and like props and like just fun crazy stuff. Uh, like my friends Laurel and Dan from the Seinfeld episode made a horror movie called The Substitute, a horror comedy. And so like they have all these pictures of like pr- prosthetics and like all this stuff and it's just fun. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to thank you for coming out because this week I am taking you and also all the audiences to February 24th, 1973. Save the Tiger ruled the box office, which is a film starring Jack Lemmon. I had to look that up. Uh, Killing Me Softly with his song by Roberta Flack topped the charts and Mary Tyler Moore aired Put on a Happy Face. Bridget, you must have seen Put on a Happy Face before. I have never seen it before. What? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I I do enjoy Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. I do. I think she's a comedic actress and an icon and just a comedy legend. Yeah. But I've yet to see this episode. What is? Today. Did you have you? Uh, what was your history with Mary Tyler Moore show? Did you grow up watching it? Was it on Nick at Night when you were like? It was on Nick at Night when I was little. Um, I just. I feel like I absorbed her like a lot of people did growing up, like just through cultural references. Yeah. Because she's so huge. It's yeah. like, it's like, have you heard about pyramids? Well, I haven't been to Egypt, but I know, I know what a pyramid is. I know is. what they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I grew up watching and loving this show on Nick at Night. Uh, I, yeah, it's just one of those shows I watched as a real little kid. And then I got, I got into it all again in college because I, me and all my friends were super into the 70s and re- and the 60s and retro stuff. And so Mary Tyler Moore is a uh, icon of that. Like, oh, she's, totally. Like, just this, her silhouette, like, just like the flip of her hair. Yes. Is like this iconic thing. It's incredible. It's incredible. And just watching the episode, I mean... No spoilers, but the fashion was on point. Oh, yeah. And we, it yeah. was 1973. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> uh, did you ever watch, um, did you get into the Dick Van Dyke show at all also? Or is it just like general? Oh, oh no. I, lo- I love Dick Van Dyke <laughs> yeah. too. But um, again, more of just like, I've seen episodes here and there. I've never gone through the whole series, but I know you did. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Because um, like when we were growing up, you just like trust that they'll be on TV. And so you're like, oh, when it's on, I'll watch it. Cool. And now that we live in like the streaming culture, it's hard to just catch things. You have to like really make a point like, oh, I want to watch Mary Tomo right now. You don't just turn on your TV and it's there. Yeah, that's true. I kind of give myself little homework assignments. Like, yeah. I'm, I was working my way through Cheers a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Was, that was another good one. So good. Uh, but the first three seasons of Mary Tyler Moore are on Hulu, which I think, like, not many people know. People think that, like, Hulu and stuff is for new shows, but they have a lot of classic shows, which is what I'm using this podcast to get the word out for Hulu. They're not paying me, but they should be. Well, so. it's, it's nice. I don't know. It's nice to have other options, especially because sometimes... I don't know. There's so many things to try, but it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I wanted to always see that. You know, yeah. I always wanted to catch up on that, especially with something like this, where it's like, it it's the basis for a lot of people that come later. Yeah, and uh, I also say like the first three are on Hulu. All seven are on iTunes though, and it's only I think thirteen dollars for a season, which is like twenty six. It's like fifty cents an episode. Yeah. So I'm always like, that's a steal, is what it I is. say. So this is me stubbing free people. 
Nice. Buying Mary Tyler Moore. Um, so yeah, uh, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we are talking about the Mary Tyler Moore episode, Put on a Happy Face. It is the 23rd episode of season three. It was written by Marilyn Susan Miller and Monica Johnson, a lady writing team in Ooh. 1973. I had to hey point yo. that out. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, directed by Jay Sandrich, who I do believe was the like house director of Mary Tyler Moore. He did a lot of them. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. Once Mary gets nominated for a Teddy Award, everything starts going disastrously wrong for her at work and at the awards dinner. Bridget, do you think that is accurate? How accurate is that? I'd say that's accurate. That's I think it. <laughs> from, from the moment the episode starts, things are not going well. I think you heard me exclaim at oh, one yeah. point, oh, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> like, Many, well, even like, even before the second bad, or like when the second bad thing happened, you were like, oh, not her day. And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> they waste no time. Yeah. Because, uh, well, first, we got to talk about that theme song. Oh. That opening credit sequence. Uh, <laughs> like, we're gonna make so, it after all. Do, 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 it, do, do. Like, I would say it's the maybe like one of the greatest opening sequences of all time. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and I like it's so it's quietly revolutionary. This is what I like talking about is like the fact that Mary Taylor Moore existed and she had her own show in like 1970s when it started was like an act of revolution protest in a way like she was i want to be a 30 year old single woman working career in 1970 and they were just like uh, okay <laughs> yeah uh and i love that like the opening credits is just it's her like it's her it's her shopping it's her washing her car it's her like going jogging yeah it passed the bechdel test yeah, yeah. you know if she had talked to another another woman it would have passed that yeah. test because well, we don't see another man she ain't got no arm no. candy yeah man living her truth you know it's her and uh, rhoda hanging out in her apartment they're definitely talking so i think it is silently passing the bechdel test definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh the other fun uh tri- tidbit is um the season one opening theme said like you might just make it a- you might just make it after uh-huh. all Season two, they changed it to, I oh, sorry, you're gonna make it after all. Were you gonna cry? Yeah, because it's so like, it is. It's so like affirming. It's yeah. like, you might just make it. And they're like, no, you're gonna make it. Yeah. Like season one, they're like, we don't know if a single woman can lead a show. Season two, they're like, oh no, she's got this. <laughs> this is perfect that we're talking about this after Wonder Woman has like smashed oh, yeah. the box office. Yeah. Oh, I, it's, it's so, yeah, it's 2017 and we're still like, breaking down barriers but it's also what i like talking about is the fact that we always kind of think that we're always living in the most progressive time we always think that uh you know things weren't as progressive back in the 70s but like as i pointed out this episode was written by a female writing team two women and it stars a woman and we went through that whole thing all the time of like women are funny women can't be funny and it's like, they've been funny. They invented television. <laughs> like, they <laughs> invented sitcoms with I Love Lucy. Then Mary Tyler Moore knocked it out of the park. Don't come at me. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there were women writers on SNL from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. People don't, people don't realize they don't, you yeah. know. You gotta learn your history. It's what this show is all about. <laughs> true. <laughs> and then, uh, the, of course, the theme song ends with her tossing her hat in the air. Yes. Have you ever recreated that moment? Of course. Yeah, I feel like everyone uh, has. Of course. <laughs> of course I have. But it doesn't go as... Well, you don't actually see the... It freeze frames, so you don't actually see her have to bend down and pick it up again. Yeah, that would be awkward. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I made it. 
Excuse me, you cool. fellas. Sorry, don't step on. Hey, get it! Stop stepping over my hat. Like, no, my hat. Um, I when I went to Minneapolis, uh, I went to Minneapolis five years ago for a wedding, and I got to see the Mary Tyler Moore statue that is in front of the store that she um tosses her hat in front of. Oh, I love that. It was so cool. That makes me happy. But I didn't get to take my picture with it because there were always people around it, and I was too embarrassed. I was. I needed to be more like forthright. Yeah, you need to, you need to get out there and I next time you go I will mail you a, a hat that you yes. can just toss in the air. <laughs> a nice jaunty beret. Yes. Um so yeah then the episode starts with Mary at work and the first thing she does is take a drink of her coffee and boom. Oh, oh look at that. There's a crack in the cup now I got coffee all over my brand new sweater. I'm gonna have to go to lunch with a big I wanted to ask, did you, have you ever had a day where everything just keeps going wrong like Mary? Like, how much were you relating to her? Honestly, I was like, whoa, Mary, you've been reading my diary. Like, (laughs) at one point, like, I was like, I, I was chewing, like, something today, like, a a chewy, like, a, a lozenge. And I accidentally drooled on myself. Don't, don't. I'm sorry. I am a lady. I swear to you. But like, it, it, I like drooled on myself, and I was like, darn it. And then I was like looking for something to get, you know, lozenge off my my shirt. And then I was like, that was on the way here. You know what I mean? It's every day. I was like, how is this happening? We relate to it every single day. It's true. Um, and then like the basically like the whole episode, just things keep going wrong. Like. We find out that Mary threw the obsolete clippings file. She threw the obituaries away instead of the obsolete clippings file. Uh, What else? Um, Her grocery bags broke. She goes to work and her hair is all messed up because she slept on it wrong. Then Mm -hmm. she falls down and breaks her ankle. Then she gets a cold from soaking her ankle. Calls for dates. No one can do it. She has to end up taking Ted. (laughs) Her dress is stained. Her hair dryer breaks. It rains. She wears an ugly raincoat. She gets an ugly dress from Rhoda. Her eyelash falls. Her fake eyelash falls out. And she wins an award. Yeah. I just wanted to get through all that because, like, that is that. Like, the episode is just like thing after thing after thing after thing. And. One thing that we didn't even see, she got a flat tire, she tells Rhoda. Oh, yeah, two. Didn't she no, she got yes. two flat tires? Rhoda, no, Rhoda oh, no, tossed her. Oh, Rhoda, t- then I got a flat tire. Mm, Mary, I know what you mean. One day, I had two flat. Hey, Rhoda. One day. Do you mind? Would you just give somebody else a chance to be the most miserable? I mean, just once in a while. Uh, so I wanted to ask, like, of all of the things, like, which uh, setback did you enjoy watching the most, I guess? Which one did I enjoy watching? Which pain did you? Oh, I definitely loved when Ed Asner was carrying her around (laughs) the office. I was like, "This is farce at its best." I that's why when I think about this episode, why I wanted to pick it was that one scene is she like she's her hair's all messed up, and so she's going to go to the bathroom to fix it. And uh, Ted previously had walked in, been like, "Oh, they just uh, like mopped the floors out there. I just like slid in here." Mary immediately falls, and then like Lou Ed Asner has to like pick her up and carry her around, and is this funny? thing where he is like getting more and more exhausted and having to like like yeah. get a better grip on her uh, as she's like her leg is because they couldn't figure out how to sit her down and then she gets a phone call and Mary has to be like can you uh lower me because I want to I want to hang up on him yeah <laughs> it's just so great and they bang her foot yeah on the door like to get her to the x-rays yeah uh, oh it was fantastic her her pain face is so good right there yeah I love that acting um you know what all so well orchestrated. Jay Sanders knew what he was doing. Oh, definitely, like, yeah. It was like 
this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. It was like layering so beautifully. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, like, you know, you're, I wanted to specifically have you on to talk about Mary Tyler Moore because you're also an actress comedian just like Mary Tyler Moore was. I didn't know, like, I mean, what, how did you think, what did you think about her her performance in this episode? Oh, I loved it. I think that it was super relatable. And I think that there's, like, this beautiful openness and honesty to her face. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Like, you believe that she's going through what she's going through, which I think is, is wonderful and is the mark of a really good comedian because... You know, like, she knows that all these things are coming. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? as, like the, as the actress, she knows. She knows. She's prepped. She's done her homework. But to make it seem like this is the first time that this has happened to her and seems shocked and surprised, <laughs> that's, you know, a skill. Yeah. I feel like usually in a sitcom, you might have, you might be called upon to act shocked or surprised maybe once or twice. But not throughout the entire episode. The entire episode, episode is like, no, this is, it's kind of like, she's a great physical comedian, but the show doesn't really do that to her all that much. So this is the episode where she gets to show off, like, no, I know how to do this. Yeah, this is a skill. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get to the very end of the episode when she has to, like, her foot is hurt. She has a cold. Her hair is messed up. She's wearing, she's just, her, and then her eyelash falls yeah, out. Yeah, there's a lot of things to remember that she's doing physically all while saying her lines and doing her blocking, you know, yeah. and hitting her marks. That that are really exquisite to watch, you know. Yeah, I, inspiring. <laughs> um, I also really love her dynamic with Rhoda. Um, so I mean, this is also: would you be the Mary or the Rhoda? Like, which part would you want to go for? Oh, I'm clearly the Mary. Okay, <laughs> I'm clearly the Mary. I would, I would not be a Rhoda. Because no. Rhoda's got that dry, sarcastic, you know, tough wit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a cheery, like, happy-go-lucky person, right. which is why this episode works, because yeah. it's pulling against all her natural instincts. To be very, like, accommodating and, like, friendly and nice, and yes. now, like, the one when when the dry cleaner shows up with her dress all messed up with this huge ink stain on it, mm-hmm. it's, like, the size of Florida or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's giant. It's huge. It's She's huge. like, oh, I'm gonna call. <laughs> and she yeah. calls, and, like, to speak with the manager, and they're like, oh, and then she hangs up and goes, like, Manager's here. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was the manager the I, entire time. I like that she says, I usually don't... I'm sorry, I don't usually get this way in front of the cleaners. <laughs> I like when Rhoda comes in at the very beginning and Mary's, like, fallen down uh, and her groceries have gone everywhere, Rhoda oh, yeah. says, like... Hey, what happened here? It's like somebody mugged Betty Crocker. <laughs> yeah. Rhoda's got all these really great one-liners. Oh, definitely. Um, and we also get to see... Rhoda's apartment. Yes, 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 yes. Who, I enjoyed that. Whose apartment did you prefer? Whose apartment? Who, did which I one would you want to live in more? Rhoda's. Okay, yeah. Let's let's. Rhoda just, has cool style. Yeah, let's describe what they both like. They're both one bedrooms. Like they're yes, both studios. They are. Um, how, how is that a studio? Also, Mary Tyler Moore's is huge. It's yeah. huge. I she mean, doesn't like, have a bedroom though, which is interesting. Like she sleeps on the fold out. What? Yeah, they're like there are episodes where they show her like. You know, at night she has to like fold out that. What? Uh, and then she sleeps on that, and then yeah, and it's a. Should plot we do point. a fundraiser for her? Can yeah, we do a Kickstarter. It's a uh, Phyllis's house only has in one bedrooms. Um, yeah, because like, and her bathroom is through her closet, so it is like laid out weirdly. Whoa! So I've had kinda, that crazy. Yeah, New exactly. York like, yeah, your New York apartment was also like the bathroom was through your roommate's room. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. yes. And I've had one where, like, I laid down in my bathroom and my feet were up over my head. Yeah. Like, that was my first, uh, one, the first apartment I had by myself. But still, for having, you know, you know, the bathroom is through her closet. She doesn't have a bedroom. It's still, like, you have a two-tier. It's, like, two tiers. Yeah. There's, like, a step down. Yeah. A couple steps down. She's got that cool, like, bookshelf embedded in, like, 
the uh, the the platform that the entrance is on or whatever. It's mm-hmm. crazy. No, Rhoda's is smaller. Like Rhoda's is more of like a one bedroomy thing, yeah, or one room. But it's like purple. <laughs> Rhoda's is smaller. But I just like her crazy eclectic style. All yeah. the different stuff that was laid out. I was like, what is this? An awesome vintage thrift store yeah, from this- Williamsburg? <laughs> I'll go here. Yeah, that's what it would definitely be now. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also wanted to bring up, let's talk about the clothes. Yes. Um, is, yes. First, whenever I watch older shows and the humor is based on things being ugly, I'm always like, wait, was that ugly or was that good looking? Because yeah. when, when Rhoda's going through all of her dresses and Mary's, because Mary needs to borrow a dress because hers has a stain on it, she's going through Rhoda's dresses and they're pulling out things and the audience is reacting, but I'm like, that looks as crazy as everything they're already wearing. It's true. <laughs> when she ends up in her quote unquote ugly dress, I'm like, eh. Yeah, like, honestly, that, I'm that's... like, I don't know. It looked kind of like it went. Wait, wait, okay, the dress was like... It was like a uh, three-quarter length sleeve. Yeah. Long, like a wrap kind of, was it? Yeah, it looked kind of like it would have been from like the 50s. Yeah. Right? Rather than the 70s, which is probably what they speak to later with saying like like, my mom would have worn that. And it's like a brownish orange. It's brownish orange. It has a weird pattern on it. And then they put a giant brooch in the center. The brooch is what tipped me off of, oh, that's ugly. Oh, that's ugly. It's just like a huge like emerald, like ruby... Mm-hmm. gold brooch in the middle of it like a, yeah that's a little much there's another one though there's another episode of Mary Tyler Moore where she has a green dress that's funky and I totally saw why that one was funky though yeah okay yeah so like I don't know like this one I was just like eh, I could have worn it yeah I'm yeah sorry. um I also loved um I personally loved Ted's tuxedo <laughs> that's <laughs> Uh, he's wearing a really nice, it's a black tuxedo, but a black bow tie, I like that, but it's like, I got a good double breast, got a good double breast going. Lapels are like a little bit bigger than normal, but it still like looks very, it's kind of like what, uh, when Ron Swanson wears a suit on Parks and Recreation. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. So like, I like that. (laughs) Ha! Nice. You were like, checks out. Yes. for me. Uh, Well, he was supposed to look great, right? Yeah, he was, he's a dapper dashing man. Yeah. Who we learn later wasn't even nominated for yeah. the award. <laughs> you weren't even nominated, Ted. Count on a heavy ride in vote. Which I was, this blew my mind. I was like, wait a second. So she was willing to let them both go in, like, she offers to have them both go in separate limos. She thinks that he's nominated too. Yeah. This guy is crazy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a goof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also noticed uh, Lou Grant's ties are always so short. Ah. They're always very short. Yeah. Um, and Murray was wearing normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, you may, I do notice, I rewatched the entire series, there's one sweater that Murray wears at least five times a season. It's like a navy sweater with like red, uh, like argyle pattern. Uh-huh. And they recycle it. He wears it a lot, which is a thing in sitcoms you don't normally see. You don't normally see characters repeating clothes. That's true. Uh, which is, which I'm always like, in real life, we repeat clothes oh yeah so i mean if i had a dress-up doll i'm sure she would come with a small closet and then you would get these outfits and that's it. yeah like five outfits yeah. and you're good yeah uh, <laughs> if it's so, if you worked in an average office then probably you have that that one cardigan that everybody sees almost every day yeah because <laughs> you uh, get cold what in general would you say worked best about the episode 
mean uh, everything. <laughs> well, I gotta say the physical comedy was A plus. Yeah. Like I loved the the visuals of it, even from like the phone call, just like the way that that was set up. Oh yeah. Where we get to see the visual of them both on the same phone call and like talking out to the audience. As opposed to like looking at each other, like there, it's all very staged. Yeah. Well. yeah, at the yeah at the beginning of the episode, Mer- Mary. It's where the show allowed them to have a Mary and a Murray. Yes, and then Murray's wife is named Marie. Ha! I did <laughs> so, not even notice yeah, that. That's, that's a crazy. lot. Uh, so yeah. Mary is calling her date that's going to go with her to the pro- the prom, the mm-hmm. TV prom, the mm-hmm. editor's award show. And the teddies, yeah, which the I teddies. was like, is this made up? This is Ooh, crazy. Teddies. The teddies. They all have to wear teddies to it. Ha! Um, so, like, yeah, this is, this is like, beginning of her bad day. Yeah. When, like, she's just got the coffee. She calls her, her, her date to be like, you know, by the way, we have the teddies on, like, Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm going to the basketball game. And then he puts her on hold. And then Ted picks up the phone. And Mary's like, Mary is like, hey, I'm on it. And then they just start talking to each other. Yeah. Through the phone. Right yeah. next to each other. I love that she can never have a minute to herself. Like, someone is always up in Mary's grill. Yeah, like, I mean, she's this got whole that whole episode. Like, that's her life. Like, yeah, she's an associate producer, and WJ, WJM has this uh, open floor plan, like a modern day startup or something. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any privacy. Lou's the only person with an office, and Ted has a dressing room. Yeah. Are you drawing correlations to that show that's on right now that we both love? Tracy oh, McField show? yeah, there's uh, great news. Great news. Th- it feels a lot... Similar, yeah, right? Yeah, there's the, well, there's the same, like, madcap energy. Yeah, and it's about a producer on yeah, this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. A scrappy producer. Well, and if, I, a t-shirt I have wanted to design, which after Mary Tomore passed away this spring, I started thinking about, like, a shirt with her face in the center, and then around it, all of the other female sitcom characters that inspired, that were there's inspired. so many. You can't even list that many because space, she's just an icon. It's like this show itself launched both Rhoda and Phyllis got their own shows. Mm-hmm. So Mary Tyler Moore show launched two other female lead sitcoms. Amazing. Uh, that lasted five and three seasons. Amazing. Uh, and then also Lou Grant got his own hour-long dramatic spinoff. Amazing. Which is like, that never happens. Yeah. What? <laughs> Well, but you have, like, this giant show, and it changes, you know, yeah. it's what people talked about. It was must-see TV. Yeah. Uh, and and then, like, uh, I'm trying to think, what what didn't work well? I don't... I, what didn't work that's well? That's what I always get stumped on with these, because I'm always like, everything works great on all these shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, like, it is, what I always notice with watching the old shows is it's one plot. Uh-huh. It's like a one-act play. Uh-huh. Like, this is just, like, you know, the A-plot is Mary has a bad day trying to go to this award show, and that's right. it. Right, You know, Rhoda doesn't have her own plot, and, like, Ted doesn't have his own plot. It's right. all just... Yeah. You know, whereas nowadays, like, a Parks and Rec, you would have, like, a Leslie plot, then a Ron B plot, and right. maybe an Andy C plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you like... Did you notice that while watching it, and what do you think about a show focusing on just one... Stream of action. Well, um, well, I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't really know. I didn't know to look for that. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't. It took it. me years to realize, like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like, the characters themselves are so strong and have oh, such yeah. a strong point of view that I feel, in a way, that they 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 didn't have their own adventures, but clearly, like that sort of like 
building up their screen time, it was allotted the same amount of time. Yeah, every time any of them speak, it's in service to their own character game. Yeah, Ted's was definitely Ted. Yeah. And he had his own chunk of time where we were just talking about Ted Talks. Yeah, <laughs> Ted Talks. <laughs> the spinoff that never happened. Uh, yes. Ted Talks. Yeah. Uh, or I guess, no, the modern-day TED Talks are actually a spinoff of the yeah. Mary Tyler Moore show, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's interesting because the thing I noticed with a lot of uh, multicam sitcoms now, which is a pet peeve of mine, the lesser, the less good ones of the multicams, all the characters have the exact same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... You know, like, they're all equally funny. They all make the same jokes. They don't really have unique voices. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem I have. I don't know. I watched episodes like Superior Donuts, like Big Bang Theory, like things like that. And things, like, seem kind of samey. Um, but you get, like, Mary Tyler Moore, and all of them have such... Di- and, like, a Friends. Like, they all have such different personalities. Or, like, Golden Girls. Like, they all have yes. these different, different personalities that, like, you could not switch those jokes around. Yeah, or switch those <laughs> characters around. Yeah. Like, and I they- think that that's what this... Like... What would an episode be like if Ted was having all the problems Mary was having? <laughs> like, if it was I Ted's mean, worst day. Ted's worst day is what? Nobody wants to talk about Ted? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ted's worst day is nobody likes Ted. I don't think Ted would even notice if he was having I, a bad day. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's so pompous and, like, he'd be like, he didn't, he didn't notice when he had coffee on his shirt. No, he didn't. He said, like, too much sugar. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And even at the end, when he doesn't win the award, he still, like, goes up to basically... Steal her thunder. Steal her thunder and yeah. be like, you know, Mary is inspired by me or <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, he gives a, a speech anyway. So uh, yeah, he's he's kind of like in his own zone. I think every day, zone. every day is his worst day and he never notices it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. his thing. Uh, I, I will say for this episode though, for something that I didn't kind of get the first time we were, when we were watching it, uh, I didn't really understand what the obituaries thing meant. Because that yeah. was kind of of the period, right? Yeah, that's, they had an obituaries file. Yeah, that's what we're going to... Yeah, we can get into like things that, like, could this be made today? Like, how would you have to change it? That is the biggest beat that you would definitely have to, like, update. Because back in... And, and uh, all newspapers have this still, I've learned. Okay. Through working in uh, journalism or whatever. Mm. Um, basically, right now, there is an obituary written for every celebrity. Like, New York Times has obituaries pre-written so that when they die, they can, like, you know, you know, update, like, the last paragraph of what they've done most recently and then get it up real quick. What? Yeah. So, like, there's already, you know, there's already obituaries for, like, every living president. Like, you know, Oprah Winfrey has an obituary written how probably. Is, like, wait, how is that a thing? Yeah. Really? It's all, so, like, it can be done, you know, quickly so you're not scrambling. Because, I mean, like, someone dying is kind of, like, the most timely news possible. Like, it's, right. that's, like, but the biggest. can't you just, like, write that off the fly? I mean, Mary clearly does. She's I spending mean, all her free time writing it. We, well, I think, um, you know, coming from my, count, like, the day that, uh, like, Leonard Nimoy died. Uh-huh. I worked for com- comic book resources for, like, five years. So, like, that's a big day. Of course. So, like, we don't have, like, we're, we were, we were the biggest comic book news website, but still a comic book news website, so, like, not the New York Times. So we didn't have obituaries pre-written. Um, so, like, the day that Leonard Nimoy died, it's like, okay, you need to take some time to, like, just work up the, like, you know, two-paragraph uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. Uh, with the new, like... 
the bigger publications, like New York Times, I think, and those bigger publications have to pre-write them because when they publish obituaries, they're like a thousand word things. Like, they're kind of biographies. Oh, wow. Like, they're not just, I mean, I assume they probably publish like the quick, you know, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> now I'm just using him as an example. Uh, sorry, uh, Star Trek fans, for just like sorry. digging, opening this wound up again. Huh. You know, Leonard Nimoy, known for, you know, Star Trek and like charity work or something. Yeah. And, uh, passed away, you know, quick. Yeah. But when they publish it, like, it's a long, like, you know, born in this time, got into acting this way, spent the following decades doing this, most no it's really in-depth. So when Mary threw all those obituary files away, she was throwing away, like, really in-depth, long <laughs> pieces. Oh. Um, and there isn't, I mean, I guess the modern equivalent would be, you know, she went on the shared hard drive and accidentally, like, you know, Control-Alt-deleted them or something, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, that's, I guess that's what the modern equivalent of that, like, then that story could still happen today. You just wouldn't get the good comedy of her manually, like, flipping through all those files, searching yeah. for them physically. Um, uh, I loved all, all the little visuals. It was so good. Did anything else date? Like, could the rest of the episode still happen today, though? Because I'm thinking probably you still have to get your, you know, clothes cleaned at a dry cleaners. Yeah, that's still a thing. You still have to buy groceries. Well, I mean. For the most part, I we have our groceries delivered. But, like, yes, for the most part, you do go buy groceries and carry yeah. them home. Yeah. We only have them delivered because we don't have a good grocery store around here. Yeah. And New York City is a pain for grocery shopping. Uh, Mary has a car, so she has that part down. Huh. There's nothing worse than having a grocery shop in... Well, there's a lot of things worse, but New York City, when you're grocery shopping, you're like, I can only buy what I can carry. So huh. here's a week's worth of food, and that's it. Um, what else? I mean, you know, hair dryers you still need. It's a lot of very yeah. basic human things that go wrong. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, bags break, like, her, her grocery bag breaks tires. Like, yeah, a lot of these things are timeless and totally relatable. Which is why it still really, still really works today. I love that line <laughs> about the chocolate. Do you remember Oh, that yeah, line? it was, um... Oh, what it a... totally works today. Cottage cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, she it's spills cottage cheese. all the candy on the floor. What am I gonna do? Uh, Eat some candy. Rhoda, chocolate solves nothing. No, no, cottage cheese solves nothing. Chocolate can do it all. Yeah. I was like, girl, you know that's true. There's also a really... There was a line that both of us, like, were like, what? Um, when, uh... <laughs> I guess Pete, um... God, where was it? It was basically... When, at the end of the episode, when Rhoda says, like... But soon things will be back to normal again. <laughs> Tomorrow you'll meet a crowned head of Europe and marry. I will have a fat attack. Eat, eat 300 peanut butter cups and die. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a fat attack. For like, say what? What's a fat attack? I was like, say is that, what? You see, like, something like, I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> was well, that a statement back in the 70s? Fat attack? A fat attack? I don't know, but I mean, that is we kind call of... call that the munchies? Yeah, well, it is kind of timeless that, yeah. like, women, you know, care about their figures. Remember when Tina and Amy were hosting, and they said, like, the they made that great joke about the Hunger Games? Like, oh, yeah. what I did to fit into this dress, you know? <laughs> Like, that's that's timeless. Yeah, that, that, that's also, like, that's Rhoda's wheelhouse. Yes. Rhoda loves them jokes. Yes. Uh, I also really, uh, I mean, me being a man, I don't really know how false eyelashes work. Ha! <laughs> And so, and I also don't know how to tell. I can't tell. 
Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I, I can't if they're, like, glittery and, like, five feet long. You right. Know? But, like, in general, I just look at Mary Tyler Moore on this show, and I can't tell. She wears false eyelashes She's where I'm all like, the time. I can't. I that never was, can tell. That was too, totally of the period. And here's the thing with false False eyelashes. It was raining, right? Yeah. So there's glue that you put on your eyelashes, your false eyelashes that holds it. But it's not like, it's not like, you know, super glue yeah. or something. <laughs> like... So if, she, if she's getting pelted by rain, it's totally plausible that one of these got loose and looks yeah. like a caterpillar on her face. Because <laughs> like, Ted's totally only, a thing. Ted was only giving her a third of his umbrella. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. Instead of sharing. Oh, that poor thing. Mm. I also, I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get, get more Murray in this episode because he's. Um, back in December, I started a meme called Describe Yourself and like four classic sitcom characters. And mine were Buddy from the Dick Van Dyke Show, Uncle Arthur from Bewitched, and then Bob Hartley from the Bob Newhart Show. And the fourth one was Murray Slaughter from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Uh, Because Murray is the exact same kind of, like, sarcastic, self-deprecating writer. Like, he's like, he's a writer, you know? He's a news writer. And I, you know, career-wise, like, him and Buddy Sorrell are like, that's, you know, that's my lane. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of uh, bummed that we didn't get any good, really, really good Murray jokes. He had one where he's one that notices Mary's like bump, her hair bump. Oh, yeah. And then she like freaks out about it. And then he says like, probably nobody will notice it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, you pointed it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing that I always want to talk about is how gay Murray is. But you, <laughs> sh- you don't see in this episode. But he, the character is not gay. Gavin McLeod himself is like a born again Christian. Like he got, he was married, got divorced, and then they remarried, and then they wrote a book about it. What a Christian book about like we got remarried, I guess through Christ, um, okay. with him and his wife. Okay. So he's like, he's definitely not gay, uh-huh. but his performance, he's so like, oh, like he's so like fussy and like snarky and like oh, he does a lot of the, like oh stuff. <laughs> Which you don't see in this episode, so I can't really talk about it. Uh, I'm sorry. So I'm, like, bummed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry he wasn't up to his snarkiest best. I know. Um, next Mary Tomer episode is going to be a Murray one, just so I can talk about, like, why is he so fussy? Huh? And I'm like, why? What is the deal with Murray? I just want to, like, be like, Gavin McLeod, why did you play Murray so gay? And did you know you were playing him? He's as fussy as, like, Paul Lind, like, an Uncle uh, Arthur type. You do a really good Paul Lind. He's Lind. my favorite. That's true. I love your impression. <laughs> I just did it the other day playing a playing a game yeah plug the game plug the game yeah well i wrote questions for the game called that's what she said which is available in target or online at amazon.com so we had a game night we played it and it was so much fun we kept playing the match game theme song and then you leaned into it and gave us this beautiful oh yeah game shows speaking of game shows let's move on to the trivia portion 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It always sounds like I'm going to quiz you on things, which is not true. Yeah, I feel like, I was like, wait, pop quiz? What? What? It's just, I have like stats and facts. Um, so yeah, like the ratings for this episode. Okay. Uh, as I always say, it is impossible to find weekly episode ratings for shows before like the mid eighties, but I do have season average ratings. Okay. So on average, the Mary Tyler Moore show was watched in season three by 23.6 million people. What? 23.6 million people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. 23.6? Just put that in perspective of like now no one watches anything. In that, in that fashion, well, because like that many, there's so many too options. Diluted, yeah. Too many options. Too many things. It's ruined the discourse. <laughs> um, also, Has it? we all talk about Stranger Things. We all talk we about. D- go to go to Wisconsin and ask them about Stranger Things. Ugh. Actually, people everywhere love Stranger Things. It's sure. more like, do your parents love Stranger Things? Yes, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. You have cool parents. I have great parents. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest. Um, so the season ranking, so even with 23.6 million viewers, Mary Tyler Moore was number seven for the season. Okay. It was tied with Gunsmoke, which was still on. And then Gunsmoke was on for like 20-something years. Yeah. Um, tied for number five that season, because I always do the top five of the year. Mm-hmm. Top number five, you'll love this one, was a show called Bridget Loves Bernie. Oh, I do know the plot line of that. Yeah. Because every time I Googled my name... Bridget Fitzgerald, it came up as that. Because, Wait, oh, my, my middle name? name is Bernadette, so it's oh. Bridget Bernadette Fitzgerald. So it's like Br- Bernie. Uh, I don't know that I should be giving out my middle name. Well, whatever. That's why my... Uh, anyway, but like, it's Bernie Steinberg, I think is his name. Bernie, what's well, Meredith... Meredith Baxter Bernie. Yeah. But like, no, the, yeah. Oh, but no, 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 the, the, the guy, character. the character is Bernie. Like, he, his name is Bernie. And his but, real name is David Bernie. Yes. His it's last so name is so, It's so confusing. They ended up There's so Bernie. much Bernie. And that's where she became Meredith Baxter Bernie. And she's mm-hmm. in uh, Family Ties. Yes. Which I talked about with Ari Scott a couple episodes ago. Nice. Now she's Meredith Baxter again. Yes. Um, and the guy, the David Bernie, the actor, I do believe was in an early couple episodes of Mary Tyler Moore as one of her boyfriends, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, because I know I did a lot of research. And when I was doing my rewatch, I would just be like, who is that guest actor? What else have they done? Um, So yeah, the number five shows that year was Bridget Loves Bernie, tied with the NBC Sunday Night Mystery movie. I love that. That's a very specific. It's not just like, the Sunday Night movie. It's like, no, this is the NBC Sunday Night Mystery movie. Only mysteries. Huh? Nothing else. Um, I do love that. I forgot. I did want to go back and point out that Bridget Loves Bernie was only on for one season. It's true. It was too controversial. Yeah, and it was Which the is number so weird. five ranked show, and it was canceled. It was canceled because it was considered interracial to yeah. have a Catholic Bridget Fitzgerald married to a Jewish cab driver. Yeah, Bernie. I think Steinberg. I don't remember. His name. So it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy to think about, That's especially when man. Mary Tyler Moore was number seven, and then um. Maud, 
was number four. So mm-hmm. that's also a controversial show that didn't get canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawaii Five O was number three. Mm-hmm. Sanford and Son was number two. I love it. And All in the Family was number one. So they were into some things pushing out the yeah, buttons, some, but, but some not, were not. Not this Jewish Catholic. Yeah, there are cross, some things crossover. we can't handle. Can't handle. Ugh, or so... maybe it just wasn't as fun. Like All in the Family was hilarious, so maybe it just wasn't yeah. as funny. I didn't watch. I would episodes of Bridget Loves Bernie. Love to get so far into this podcast that I am covering episodes of Bridget Loves Bernie. <laughs> Please, if I can track them Please. down. Please, good luck. There's good so luck. many of these like one season wonder shows that yeah. I really want to talk about. They're locked away somewhere. The IMDb user rating for this episode. Mm-hmm. So, 98 users voted and voted this episode and gave it a 9.1 out of a scale of 1 to 10. Would you go higher, lower, or is that right on the money for your opinion? 9.1 out, out of 10? 10? Yeah. Is this a... Like, compared to everything? I don't understand. <laughs> I think, I. you know what? Everyone always asks that, and I'm just going to say, your call. Okay. All right. I would rate this episode... Yeah, I would say that it needs to be a little higher. I'll boost that up to yes. nine point five at least. Yeah, 9.5. Yeah, I'll like, do nine point five too. I don't. Yeah, like I think that with all the the beautiful choreography and just, ugh, I mean, just the whole season, the whole scene with Ed Asner carrying her was yeah, magnifique. And I also love how Mary Tomer plays sick. Uh, she's really good. And you also notice this in the Chuckles Bites the Dust episode, which is like the greatest sitcom episode of all time. Huh. She is so funny when she cries, and she's so because funny when she's so, sick. It's so not what we see or what we characterize yeah. with someone who has it known for her happy face. Yeah. That's in the theme yeah. song. <laughs> this yeah. is the character. Learn Period. about her now. You can turn do, the world do, on do, with do, her do. smile. Yeah. yeah. And so to see her cry, and she's so funny at crying. Here's a it's story funny. that I love telling mm-hmm. um, that I told in the I Love Lucy episode okay. that I like telling. I'll, uh, so <laughs> buckle up, children. Uh, basically, when Mary Tyler Moore passed away, I spent like that night or like that weekend just oh. watching all these old interviews with oh. her. And so in one old interview, she told a story about how uh, the Dick Van Dyke show was filmed on the Desilu lot. Lucille Ball was our landlady at that point. She owned Desilu, and uh, we'd be rehearsing on the set, and then we'd hear a, a laugh. We looked up, and there she was on the catwalk, and she'd be up there watching us. And I will never forget one day she uh, sort of walked out of the studio, and then came back and came up to me and she said you're very good and then walked on and that was that was the greatest gift i ever received in this business <laughs> that gave me shivers i know just right like, like hearing that because like mary was just like that gave me everything yeah. like that gave me so much confidence and i just i love telling that story because i love i love the passing it forwardness of it absolutely of like lucy kicked down like she broke that glass ceiling i mean she actually did all her shit before they installed the glass ceiling because i love lucy was like the first one of the first sitcoms ever mm-hmm. so she like did all that shit and i love that she noticed like this show's called the dick van dyke show but you are great and i'm gonna tell you that and then, like, you know, 10 years later, she has her own show, and it won, like, the most Emmys of all time until, like, Modern Family and Frasier. So, like... Amazing. Oh, uh, I just love it. Um, my, my listeners are going to get sick of hearing that story. Ha! <laughs> Such um, a good story. So, other trivia about this particular episode, the title of the episode, Put on a Happy Face, is also uh, the, a song that Dick Van Dyke sings in Bye Bye Birdie. 
So cyclical connection. Connection. And I wonder if they, I guess they probably did know that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> they named it that. Um, and then as we both noticed at the very end of the episode, this is one of the few episodes that does not feature the iconic kitty mate meow at the end when the empty, when the MTM production logo comes up. Instead, it features Mary Teller Moore going, and that's all folks. <laughs> which is great. It, which is great. And a callback to her line earlier yeah. in the episode where she was talking about like a, She's reached her breaking point. Of writing all, all these, these obituaries. obituaries. And now she's like, I just want to write Abedee. That's all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. That's also a great line. Oh, I also liked, um, after she, like, walks in and, like, you know, she comes home from her day of work. And mm-hmm. now she has her all these obituaries. And she's, like, spilled her groceries everywhere. And Rhoda and her boyfriend come in and like, we're going to go see the Midnight Marathon of some Humphrey Bogart movies. Do you want to come? And Mary just like, well, sounds like fun, but... I think I'll just stay home and write some obituaries. <laughs> yeah. It was so dark. Yeah, it was so dark. It's so funny. But also so likable. That's yeah. what she's a star. Like, oh, you know you what I mean? To it. Like even <clears throat> at like these terrible things that happen to your character, you still root for her. All the time, Mary. Yeah. Um who okay, then who would you say had the must see performance of the episode? I'm having a real big problem with this, okay? Because, <laughs> hear, hear me out, because I was in a movie with Ed Asner. Wait, what? I was in Joe's War, and Ed Asner was in Joe's War. Wait, did you meet Ed Asner? Yes, of course I did. I met him at the screening. Uh, he uh, spoke after the screening of Joe's War at the Harmony Gold Theater in Los Angeles. There's a picture of the four oh. of us on IMDb. You can see it. Of all oh, my God. Uh, I, you know, lost it, of course. Because when he starts talking about the film, he spoke about my character, and he said that Laura Donnelly, who I play, was the light of the film. (laughs) It was one of the best moments of my life. Why you need to have that printed on a t-shirt as Uh, like a pull quote, and you're on a DVD box. Like, (laughs) I, I, like, carry that with me, that little, like, wonderful piece of life and love and, I don't know, affirmation. Like, he knows that I exist. Yeah. And he oh. liked my work, and I'm I I love him to death. So I'm having a serious problem. I know I should vote for the Mary. I know I should, but Ed Asner. Mm. Oh god, this is a good reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I don't know. Do I have to put, pick one? Why why choose? Can we have both? Can we have both this time? I guess I will relent. Although I do have a spreadsheet that tracks everyone's pick. Well, so, fine. Then uh, this is the tie episode. <laughs> and I say I'll say Mary. So oh. cool. Okay. That's amazing. I've never had a guest that's been, like, endorsed by a, <laughs> a member of this show or watching. <laughs> I, like, I honestly thought I was going to lose it. And uh, just, you know. I don't think I've, I haven't met anyone that's done any of the shows. <laughs> I am so self-centered that if I had met anyone in the show we were talking about, of course I would bring it up. So I don't know why I'm all of a sudden like, have I met anyone? Yes. Whenever we do Cheers, I'm going to be talking about meeting John Ratzenberger, which is framed on my wall. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Johnny Rats. Um, so wonderful. Must... But yeah. Oh, by the way, small plug, Joe's War, you can watch him on uh, uh, Amazon, Amazon or iTunes. iTunes. Or if you have a Roku, go for that. Go for it. Go for it. Go for um, it. And would you say, must other people watch this episode? Yes. 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 I, I agree. Guys, get in on it. This is, uh, I mean, there are a lot of great Mary Tyler Moore episodes. This is like a lot, I don't know how many people talk about this one. Everyone talks about Chuckles Bites the Dust, which is a great one. Um, but I say, you know, also go for this one. Do for both. 
Um, and yeah, that is it. Thank you so much for coming out, all, for flying all the way to New York just to be on this show. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss it. So where can people talk to you about Mary Tomore and everything else online? Okay. And find all your stuff. Nice. Well, much like Mary Tyler Moore, I am a very smiley person. It was my nickname as a kid was Smiley. My neighbor called me that. So that's why on Twitter you can find me as SmileyBridge. Or if you go to SmileyBridge.com, I also have a web series at SmileyBridge.tv with links on SmileyBridge.com. My name is Bridget Fitzgerald. So if you look for me, anyway, it's SmileyBridge. Brand recognition. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Bridget Fitzgerald, for dropping by and talking about the Mary Tyler Moore Show with me. Next week on the show, I will be discussing the Green Acres episode, The Case of the Hooterville Refund Fraud. The Case of the Hooterville Refund Fraud is in Season 5 of Green Acres. It is Episode 21 of Season 5 of Green Acres. You can stream Green Acres uh, on iTunes and Amazon. Until then, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at MustHaveSeenTV. I'm posting a lot of cool behind-the-scenes things on Instagram. So uh, check that out. I don't know. You'll see uh, the shows that are coming up. Spoiler alerts. Uh, if you like what you've heard, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. You can read the words that I write at Decider.com, including a long piece about how Mary Tyler Moore launched the first cinematic universe, sort of, not really, but pretty much exactly, uh, in the 70s when Rhoda spun off and Rhoda's wedding was basically the Avengers of sitcoms. That is a piece that I wrote that you can read. You can find links to all that stuff on our Twitter page. That's Must Have Seen TV. You can also check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White. The theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by the Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all of y'all for listening. And I'll see y'all next week on Must Have Seen TV. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.